Are you driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing? Then this is your backstage pass to level up. I'm Emma, your marketing mentor and biggest cheerleader. With over 10 years experience, I'm spilling all my secrets to max out your marketing game. Expect authentic conversations as I dive into actionable strategies, behind the scenes stories, and hard won lessons to give you the confidence and tools to boss your marketing career. Whether you're a recent graduate or a marketing director, this podcast is for you and the whole marketing community. You'll walk away feeling inspired and equipped to become the marketing lead you want to be. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, grab a notebook, and let's level up together. Hello! I managed to get an episode in this week. I did not want to miss a week. So whilst I'm playing catch up from being ill in January, which you're probably all sick of me saying... I wanted to make sure I got an episode out. And this is a fun one for me. It is one that I thought I don't need to do too much prep for. And it is a topic that I feel like there's a bit of a taboo about it. And it's another thing that I was not taught in marketing school. And yet we as marketing leaders need to be prepared for this. And actually any leader in any role, if you're a line manager, you need to know what to do and you're not taught to deal with it at all. And so... I thought I would go behind the scenes with me today and tell you how I prepare for a team member leaving the business. Now, it's something that's inevitable, doesn't make it any easier, doesn't come with a guidebook, but I have learned some very key things to do during this transition period and so I wanted to share it all with you today. As always, no gatekeeping. So let's get into it. Now, firstly, this has happened to me a couple of times. I always feel like I've had a premonition before someone's going to hand their notice in. First things first, I'm not going to go into like the actual, I'm going to say after they've they've handed their notice. But what I would say is when someone hands their notice into me, I think it's one of the times where me being an empath is probably one of the most important things as a leader. These can be really vulnerable moments and like navigating those conversations are sometimes tricky but I always think because I have handed my notice in before in other roles I know exactly how it feels I know how horrible it is how scary it is how for me anyway like I never wanted to let like my managers down and so it's always been a really difficult thing to do so I always try and channel that energy when someone is handing in their notice to me which could be for lots of reasons what do you do as a leader to prepare for yourself and your team and to set up for when they leave. Now, usually in the UK, it varies how long notice periods are. It's usually a month or three months, depending on how senior they are. And so for more junior roles, it is one month. So I'm going to go off one month for this particular timeline that I'm talking about and how to prepare. Now, once they've had, they've told you, they've handed their notice into HR with that date on, obviously confirm with HR when their last date is. From then, from once that letter or now the modern day email has dropped, the clock is ticking and you have a deadline in mind. Now, it can be very easy as a leader, especially if they are someone amazing, to bury your head in the sand and pretend that it's not happening and carry on like they're not leaving because they're not leaving straight away. But then, of course, you are totally screwed the week after they leave. So, Let's get into what my plan of action is going to be as a leader because you'll need to do a couple of things simultaneously to make sure that you can be doing what you can. So the first thing to do, 
I always think is take a moment. It's always quite shocking. (laughs) But once you've got your head around it, take a moment to really step back and think about what you need to replace. So it is time to look to see if you're replacing that role directly or do you want to change things up a bit? Things always change and shift as people evolve in roles. And so it's definitely the time to stop and pause. Now, before you do this, ask yourself, be super honest. Do you truly know what that person does? Especially this is really common if someone's been in your team for a while. As I said, then their role naturally evolves and they might be doing even more things than you even realize that they are responsible for. So the very first thing you're gonna do is if you don't know what they do, prepare a one-to-one with them and go through absolutely everything they're responsible for. So I wanna do this pretty soon out of the gates so that I can just start to get my head around it and so I'm not missing any piece of information. But at this stage, you're not asking how they do things, you're asking what they do. The how will come later. So right out of the gate, you don't wanna like do too many things at once, you just need to kind of get your ducks in a row. So very important, I'm gonna say it again, you are asking them what they do, not how they do things at this particular moment in time. So once you know that, you should be able to have a bit of a think and decide what you wanna replace job-wise. So it might take a couple of days, but this is my number one priority. You might need to speak to other team members, consult your marketing plan. As soon as I've got, right, this is what needs to be replaced, it might be a direct replacement. If it's something like a... PPC specialist, it's going to be a direct replacement. If it's more of a general marketer, then that's where this decision making comes into. And one of my top priorities I'm doing is I'm creating that job spec ASAP. I am going to be in contact with the HR team, the recruitment team to tell them that it's coming and to get that right as soon as I can. It's the first thing that I need to do because I need to get ahead of it because you need to replace them and... I've never had somebody leave and be like, I don't need to replace them, I always do. And so it's a balance here because you want to work fast and get that job spec out because you don't want to be left without any resource, but you also don't want to rush it. So it's kind of a juxtaposition. Make sure you've taken enough time and thought through and contemplated any changes that you might want to do, but also don't spend too long doing this because you want to get that job description out to market, getting some people in to interview as I said it's obviously easier if they're like a social media exec you're probably going to replace them social media manager etc it is more when it's like a marketing uh, generalist might be a marketing executive marketing analyst might be something like that where it's going to be more general now the next thing you need to do to get ready for this person leaving is prepare 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 and for me there are five stages that I do to prepare for this so the first thing that I'm going to do is what can they batch? So what can they do to get ahead? So there's inevitably going to be a gap, right? I don't think I've ever known of somebody leave a company and someone literally start like the same day. The only time this does maybe happen is when you have that three month notice period, it does allow for a bit longer. I know in the States, it's two weeks, so even less time. So with that, bearing in mind this month notice period that they've got, what can they do maybe for the first week and a half? after they've initially handed in their notice where they can get ahead of things. So if they're responsible for organic social, can they batch two, three more weeks after they've left? So there's not a gap like literally from the day that they leave. If they write blogs, can they write any more blogs? If they do podcasts, you get the message, (laughs) you get the picture. 
What can they do to batch to just fill even a couple of weeks to really just help relieve you? So have a look at that and get them to start batching. The next thing is legacy preparation. So this is lots of different things and it depends on the role that they had. So it could be creating templates that they use, saving all their work in the right places. And the best piece of advice and the most important, if you take anything away from this episode, is get them to record what they do. So a really good example is somebody left my team and they did a lot in the back end of the website. Now, I used to be able to do that, but because I hadn't done it in so long, I was lost. I couldn't have told you how to do it. And they're like, oh, shall I show you? And I was thinking, yeah, show me, but I'm not going to do it in two months and I'm going to completely forget. And I do not want to call you up whilst you're on a beach and ask you how to do this. (laughs) So getting them to record on something like Loom, because you literally won't remember. I always think I'm going to remember. They're going to show me this once. I'm going to remember. You won't remember. And it's so handy to go into a like folder where you've got them recording what they do step by step, especially if it's something more technical, where there's lots of steps to do it. Honestly, it's going to save you so much time. And do this for as many things as you can think of. If there's any processes, what do they do? Just get them recording what they do as they are doing it in that last month. I think it's the thing that helps me the most. And it's the thing that I really lean on when I'm like, how did they do this? (laughs) And I don't want to bug them. And that's something that I've done another episode on how to get organized. And that's one of the things that I encourage people to do just anyway. So if you haven't done any recording now and your and your team members aren't leaving, but just so that people can like do other people's roles and see what they do. And if you get more team members on board and they're going to be doing things, it's just a great thing to do. And honestly, I can't tell you how many times I've, over, I've re-watched things when I've forgotten how to do them and I go back in and watch how somebody did it. So that is probably the best piece of advice of this entire podcast. But carry on listening. <laughs> Okay, so the next thing to do is get them to organize all of their areas. This is everything. Their files, their documents, any scheduling areas that they have, everything. Give them the time to do this. Don't have them working right up until the end. So whilst we want them to batch to get ahead, you want to give them about a week or so to really prep, not only this legacy prep, but organization as well. Because I'm sure you all know marketing moves a million miles a minute. And sometimes people aren't the best at saving images, saving blogs, saving content, saving podcast episodes, saving descriptions, saving templates. And they just usually save everything to their desktop or their downloads. I am so guilty of this. I have three desktops and they're all full. And my downloads I had to delete the other week because IT told me that I had too much in my storage. So it's probably one that we all know that we're guilty of, but especially when someone's getting prepared to leave, just get them to be as organized as possible save things in the shared documents that they know that you're going to need for the future. So the next thing is, did I say five steps? One, two, three. Yes, we're on step four. Have a meeting with them to go over all of the above. So their legacy documents, their organizations, their recordings. Try and do this about a week to a week and a half before they leave so that if there's anything that you don't understand or that you want them to do more of, there's time to do that. So don't just have them do all this and then look at it on the very last day make sure that you've had that time to review it and then go okay I need a couple more things or can you just please do that too I don't understand how it works okay and the fifth thing is you then need to put a plan into action as the marketing lead 
of the responsibilities for that short term of what's going to happen to their role. So I split this into three sections. So the first section is who will pick up something. Once you've got that layout of everything that they do, I split this into who needs to pick something up, what can be paused and what is outstanding that nobody can pick up. It can't be paused and so we might need external help. So a good example of this is if it's a designer that's leaving and nobody in the team is a designer, you're gonna need outside help. You're gonna need a freelancer. You're gonna need somebody to help pick up that skill because you don't have it in the short term. So those three buckets are really helpful. And then I will go through that job, which I ask them to to tell me everything that they do. And I will literally put it into these three buckets. Somebody's gonna pick it up, what can be paused, and then what is outstanding that we need to get some help for. Now, I think it's also really important to say at this point, if somebody in your team or you are picking up something, at the same time that I'm saying that they need to pick up something, I'm figuring out if they are if they are already at maximum capacity, what are we going to do less of to enable that to happen? So, really easy example of this is if they do Instagram, okay, we might need to do less Instagram posts. We might go down from 5 days a week to 3 days a week just in the meantime. If somebody's already at 100% capacity, obviously they can't just pick up more work without doing the necessary adaptions but that is something that you need to make as the marketing lead to figure out what gives you the most results to know what is gonna be left behind if that makes sense a couple of things to think about there will be a crossover when you don't have a resource replaced because of interviewing notice periods and so that's why having this preparation is so important so that it doesn't feel like once they leave everything falls off a cliff So here is my top tips. Number one is you will not be able to cover everything. And that's why I was talking before. So look really closely at what drives your results. What can you pause, change or push back in the meantime? If you have a big campaign coming up, can you push it back a month or two? Be conscious of not loading more pressure onto your team and think of the positives of how you might do things differently going forward. There's always ways that you can move around things, change things up and maybe do things differently. Okay, the next thing is celebrate the person that's leaving. Write them references. Make sure you tell them the impact that they had on the team. And I say this now as a marketing lead because I remember all of my last days at all of my jobs. And they are all still so special to me because my team celebrated me. They got me really amazing, like lovely cards, writing messages, like taking that time on that last day to celebrate me. And it's like such a lovely feeling that I have in every single job that I've left. And I really treasure that. And I think it's so important because you could have a million things to do, but put aside that last day and, or even if you can't do the last day, couple of hours, lunch, whatever it is, the end of the day and take away the working stress for that day and just remember to celebrate that person, be it in taking them for a lunch, maybe a special like uh, leaving gift, it might be a leaving breakfast. My team that I left once set up a really cute breakfast, it was so cute. I literally walked into the boardroom and there was like pastries and drinks and balloons and they were just so sweet and then we went to actually do cocktail making classes was really fun and really lovely and I still have that memory treasured in my heart so yes so that is just really take the time to celebrate somebody make them feel really important write their references offer to write their references for the future also go on LinkedIn and write a recommendation as well 
that's something that really helps people in the future. You never know when they might need a recommendation. So go and do all those things as well as preparing for them leaving. Make sure you don't just kind of cast them out, celebrate that last day with them. Honestly, it means so much. And I think that it is so, so important as a manager. So once they've left, a couple more things that you need to do. Make sure that you take them off all of their accesses. So IT will do a lot of it, like their emails, their computer, etc. But there might be, especially because we are in, in marketing, lots of other places that you might not think about. So any social medias, remember if it's LinkedIn, there's LinkedIn ads and there's LinkedIn organic and they're two separate accesses. It might be the back end of the website. It might be things like HubSpot. So just go out of those and just make sure that they don't have access to anything. Then for those first two weeks after someone's left, I'm paying extra close attention to the three buckets. So has everything that we wanted to get covered be covered? Does everybody that's covering the work know what they're doing? Have we hired the freelancers that we need? Or if it's not as permanent as a like freelancer with a big contract, have we got somebody on Upwork, etc.? And how are we doing with the recruitment? So am I getting good interviews? Am I looking at CVs regularly enough? Am I adjusting the marketing plan to cover this gap until it's filled? So it's this is really where also your moving marketing plan is really going to come into fruition. I've done episodes before on marketing plans about how things shift and change. This is a great example of how things shift and change sometimes. You might have planned out a very key marketing plan with this person involved and because they're no longer with the business you might need to shift things around which I've done many times and it all works out in the end I promise. So I think the final two things is as you are recruiting please make time in your schedule to really find the right person to replace them. It takes time to find the person that you're looking for so make the time in your calendar to review the CVs properly, have really good interviews, craft a really good task for them to do have them present it back and just make sure that they are the right person to replace it takes time to do it so you really have to like carve time into your busy schedules to do that and the final thing is cheer the person on on LinkedIn when they leave that's a bonus but that's what I would encourage as a marketing millennial manager myself that is something that I will always do cheer my team on I always feel like they're a part of my team, even when they've left, which is super cheesy, but it is so true. As you guys know from getting to know me on my podcast, one of the most important thing that I treasure and I love dearly about my job is being a marketing manager. And for me, being a good marketing manager doesn't just finish the day that they hand their notice in. It's very much about that last month. And then it's also about future. I still have pretty much most people I've ever line managed come to me still and ask for references when they go for new jobs, ask me their advice on things, ask me their opinion on things. And I truly love it. It is one of the most rewarding parts. And if you've never been a marketing manager, then I really recommend it. It is very, very rewarding. But with that comes the inevitable that people are going to leave your team. So hopefully this episode uncovered a bit of the things that I think that you should do to prepare for a teammate leaving so you're not left in the lurch to alleviate the stress to make sure there's not too much pressure on the rest of your team to make sure the things that need to get covered are covered and to make sure that you are looking and adapting your marketing plan to cover this bump in the road or something that you didn't expect to happen but it happens to us all try not to take it personally 
things move, people evolve, people move on. But preparing for them leaving can really then help to make this transition period smoother and make sure that you're checking with the rest of your team, how they're feeling, how they're doing. Really, really important as well. So yeah, oh, I love doing this episode. It was such a nice one. I think it's, again, as I said, like one of the things that people just don't talk about, they just expect as marketing managers, you just know these things. And it's like, nope, nobody taught me this in marketing school. Nobody taught me in my master's degree. And people don't talk about it too much. So there you have it. All my secrets uncovered in this week's episode. So I hope you enjoyed it. I am, oh, it's February next week. So I need to tell you my other two books of February. So this month I listened to Atomic Habits again. And I also listened to The Subtle Art of Not Giving a You Know What. I think I might go to a bit more marketing books next next month. Now we've done a bit of mindset in January. I think I'm going to listen to two marketing books next week month so in next week's episode I will tell you what they are and I would tell you now but I don't know what they are so it's not that I'm gatekeeping I just don't know what they are yet (laughs) anyways whatever you're doing today and this week go and smash your goals I'm cheering you on and I will talk to you next week bye for now thank you so much for listening to my marketing nuggets podcast I've been your host Emma and I will catch you next time bye for now